Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. It's almost time to ring in the new year, to move from 2010 to 2011. But the notion of time is far more complex than you might think. So in this final science blog of the year, I'll be taking time to talk about time. In simple terms, time is part of the measuring system that we use to sequence events. If we didn't have a 3 o'clock, then there couldn't be a 4 o'clock. And that measuring system is based around the cycles of the Earth and the Sun. It makes sense to call the period between the sun rising and setting as one something, which we call one day, of course. And even though the length of daylight of that day varies throughout the year, it is still something that everyone around the world has agreed on. The concept of the year is slightly more recent, and thousands of years ago it was more common to use the moon as the unit of a period of time that is longer than a day, which makes sense as everyone can see the cycles of the moon once per month. It's much harder to appreciate the position of the sun to know when one year has passed. However, with the passing of seasons, early man could understand that the seasons did come and go in a regular pattern, somewhere between 12 and 13 lunar cycles. But even if early man appreciated the concept of the passing of time, measuring and splitting it up into smaller man-made segments was quite a leap forward. Sundials that cast a shadow dependent on the position of the sun were used thousands of years ago. There were also candles that burned down at approximate speeds, and water clocks as well in ancient Egypt. We can't say for sure when the first mechanical clock was built, but it was probably around the 12th or 13th century. By the 15th century, mechanical clocks were more widespread, but many only had one hand, and the hour was split up into four segments. In the 1700s, many clocks were accurate to within a few seconds a day, an accuracy that stayed the same until atomic clocks and digital timepieces in the 20th century. But if we can split up time into whatever segments we want, why choose 24 hours in one day? That goes back to ancient times when countries like Egypt used the number 12 as a base unit rather than the number 10 that we use these days. That was probably because they would count on their fingers and so would use the three joints in four fingers to count, thus 12. So splitting up the night into 12 and the day into 12 gave what we now appreciate as a 24-hour day. It is less certain why one hour was split into 60 minutes and not, say, 12 larger minutes. But 60 is a convenient number for expressing fractions of an hour. And amazingly, it is only tradition over the last centuries that has kept the system of the 24-hour day that we have today. If we were going to reinvent the system of units, then we would probably use the decimal system, where a day was 10 hours and an hour is 100 minutes. But of course, it would be impossible to change that system of timekeeping now. The system is imperfect, though, and our practical perception of time means that some years are 365 days long, and then the 1 in 4 leap years are 366 days long. 
to rectify the matter that the Earth doesn't keep to our own rigid opinion of time. It is actually quite amazing that all countries and peoples around the world that use clocks do keep to standard minutes, hours and seconds, though some will keep to the lunar calendar to log months into years. The Islamic calendar, for instance, keeps to 12 lunar months, which means that the time of the new year is not the same each year. Timekeeping is so important to the world as a whole that we have super advanced atomic clocks to help us keep on top of the exact time to the split second. We all have watches or clocks that keep time to the second and we can be so obsessed with time that to be early or late for something could be a disaster. However, some cultures around the world don't have clocks and still rely on the day and the night to associate a passing of time a much simpler time. But if we go deeper into the concept of time, as opposed to timekeeping, it becomes much harder to comprehend. We can't feel or touch it. So is time actually real? Is it the same for everyone? The past seems to be fixed, but is the future too? Can we manipulate time for time travel? And was there ever a time without time. If we assume that the universe started with the Big Bang, is that when time started or was time around before that? These are questions that really can't be answered, or at least every scientist will have a different opinion on what time really is. Tomorrow evening, most people around the world will be celebrating the coming of the new year. The seconds will tick down and we will all be celebrating at midnight, even though that happens at different times in any of the 24 time zones around the planet. So if you are celebrating tomorrow, then have, well, a good time. I'm Neil Chase and that's it for the Science Blog for 2010. But I'll be back in one week, which will actually be next year. But by then, this time will be last year so you can see how confusing time can be.